Hello everyone and welcome to the debug log number 31. Today's episode is all about how to get featured in the iOS App Store. We found an incredible article, or actually Reddit post, by the creator of the iOS port of A Dark Room, a text-based adventure game that did really well. It sold over $700,000, $800,000 worth of sales on the store. And he lays out the methods he used to get featured in the store with not necessarily that game, but other games he's also published. Um, and the, the article's so long, he also goes into some general best practices about how to make money as an indie developer and form your own identity and brand. It's really great stuff. So before I scare off any Android or PC developers, this stuff is not just for iOS store uh, developers. This can be used across any platform, across any method of development, because it's a really wonderful article, and I think you might find some great information in it. So without further ado, this is the Debug Log, episode 31. <laughs> America! Fuck yeah! Yeah, because us here in America have a have an IQ like cap. And that will definitely take you down a few notches. No, nah, that movie's great. That movie's genius. That movie makes you dumber. No, it doesn't. You're just... I'm not even going to get into it. I'm just too intelligent. You're right. <laughs> you, can't account, you can't account for taste set. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You're listening to the Debug Log, a podcast about game development. My name's Andrew Curry. <laughs> Sucks. So I'm so used to having everyone else here. Oh my god! <laughs> Epic fail. I know. I'm Zach Schneider, <laughs> and I'm Eduardo Castillo Fernandez. Just remember, Eduardo always—he's the caboose. He rounds yeah, it out. Yeah, you know, I got that, but I'm so used to. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the thing, and Obina's in the call, so I was like waiting. I was like, wait, no, he's not here. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> Ryan and uh, Obina are not on this call. Ryan has a server fire at work, and Obina is just creeping on our call. So I don't know why <laughs> he's not on this episode. But we're gonna go forward. Um, <laughs> tonight is a cool topic. It's a um, article that we found. It's not even an article. It's like a Reddit post, um, and it's all about the. It's basically it's a very succinct topic. So I mean, this might not interest some people, but it's about how to get featured in the iOS app, iOS app store specifically. Um, and this isn't just some general best practices thing, or this isn't just some general thing that we found. This is from a guy who has one of the bigger games, just a success over the past couple of years. Um, if you guys have heard of A Dark Room, I know I showed you, uh, both you and Eduardo and Zach, that, that app before. And it's like a very simple, it used to be like a Flash game, or a, um, what's it called, a Twine game. But it's basically just like almost like an old school text adventure. And it used to be on just a PC forever. And then I, I'm not sure of the details. I don't know if they've even published this, but a guy named Amir Rajan, he like actually worked with the, with the original developer and ported it to, or maybe he might have been part of that, but he reported it to iOS to actually sell it. Cause before it was just, you know, flash games that used to be a big thing back in the day. And through that, he had incredible success with that game. And he's come out with other text adventures that have had some success. And he's had a lot of experience getting stuff, Feature because that first game, A Dark Room, sold $700,000 worth of sales on the iOS App Store. So he did that and he posted this whole manifesto of how to get featured in the App Store and what's important and what's important about that ecosystem. So I thought, hey, this this guy might know what he's talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
and reading through well, the list. Clearly, he knows what he's talking about. Don't be so mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm being facetious. Yeah, obviously he does. Like, he's more successful than us in our indie game adventure so far. But but it's a cool because we read through it, and a lot of times you read these things. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's obvious, and I get it. And stuff we always talk about, and stuff it's good to remember. But there are some genuine things I've never thought about, and especially for an indie developer, remind you how to be aggressive in certain ways that you don't always think about. So I thought we'd go through this article and some for people that haven't read it and we will post in the original Reddit post, which is a lot longer and has, has stats and statistics of um, his sales and when his sales went up due to the feature, when they went up during, you know, other times. And that's really fascinating. We're not going to really talk about that. We're just going to talk about his general do's and don'ts and his best practices of just getting stuff featured. So if you guys, I know, uh, Eduardo, you have a mobile game coming out soon. This is pertinent towards no, <laughs> your I, development. I love, I love these on Reddit posts. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I wonder if it's not even an article. It's just a Reddit post. So, and this stuff is gold. So we'll start going through it. So basically he had that game and he, that was successful in its own right. And I think the, the gist of the article is that he learned a lot from posting other uh, from trying to put out other adventure games in the same vein and trying to get those features in the same way for a game that's not a hit you know that had a lot of name recognition and people knew that game so it had a little bit of you know advantage but these other ones he's posted he's had, he's had also success not as big but some success with those and that's where these strategies came from and he starts off basically talking about how it's the app store can be kind of a hit driven business i mean if you just put an app out there do new marketing, we've talked about this before, if you have nothing behind it, nothing's going to happen. You can get zero sales. You know, there's, I don't even know what the statistic, I mean, it's so mind boggling because a few years ago, the statistic used to be like 200 or 500 games come out a day on the app store. You're like, oh my goodness, that's, you know, it's not like you can just put something out and like, oh, it's showing up in a new feed, <laughs> you know, and you'll get <laughs> downloads from that. I mean, there are stores, when I put my game on Xbox Indian Live Marketplace, if you were a new game, that would be the new game for a week. Right. And you would just get sales because of that. That's not the case anymore. So you have to put marketing behind it. And really with the iOS app store, the bigger deal is being featured. And when we say that for Android listeners, I guess everybody's had experience because I'm sure game developers have, you know, researched in the app store stuff that in their store, they have different levels of featured, right? Let's define that first. First, they have uh, kind of a um, a slideshow feature at the top, which is like three or four or five big things that are like, that is the game. You know, Eduardo's The Hangman is featured today, which you're nice. going to wish. <laughs> I like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. So like that's that's the best you can do. That's the blockbuster. I mean, you're going to get thousands, thousands of downloads a day because of that, because they're saying these are the five things you should look at no matter what. Then they have various things like Editor's Choice and New Noteworthy and all that stuff. But then they have these collections, which are features, which are like indie games, RPG games, you know, uh, time waster games. They have they have a, a bunch of these things, and they're in different hierarchy because some are big and really like prominent, and some are just categories. But they all matter because all of them bring attention to that. And so he addresses that. So there's different levels of features, just having that in mind. So, yeah, and before we continue, I, I want to say that if you're not going to publish to the iOS App Store, it doesn't matter. Listen to this episode because for yes. Android, it's almost the same. They have different uh, categories of feature, and you probably can use the same strategy to publish to um, Google Play 
then you're going to to listen here for the App Store. So yeah, yeah, the meat of this and the really good points. You're right; they're actually things that are appropriate for any kind of just marketing, right? Any kind of marketing push. Trying to get on Steam. Steam has the same kinds of things. You know, they don't have that, but they have you know featured, and they they do have the same sliders and sales and stuff. And they, I'm sure those rules work the same way. So yes, in general, mm-hmm. they all work, but. There are some specific things to iOS. Yeah. So starting off, one of the big things is they talk about having an app preview video. That's something they introduced, I think it was iOS 9, maybe iOS 8, but where you can actually, any app or any game, you can actually see not just only a picture, but you can actually, there's a video embedded in that where you get a preview of the game. And I, for one, love having those. So, I mean, I this one hit me home with me because like I like actually looking through the, the videos and you see something in motion because some people don't actually communicate through the pictures yeah I, I hate when they all they only have um pictures and it's not clear what's the game playing it's like uh, a hand in yeah, it and the like, application, you know? yeah. yeah i i for at least for me the videos work really well i must i i prefer to install a, a, an application a game that has a video preview than a one that is only uh, only has uh, pictures so have that in mind it's not that hard just record your screen where you're playing it on Unity or record, have someone to record um, your hand while you're playing the game. So it's not so hard. Something that, that he, I guess he says uh, an example of a good preview of your, of your, uh, of your game. But a, a lot of the ones I've seen in the App Store have just like a, like a cinematic video. And then the rest are screenshots. But I, I would suggest actually showing a good example of your game mechanics in the video. Yeah. Showing some kind of that. And that's a whole, we, we could probably do a whole <laughs> topic episode about that. You know, like what makes a good demo slash video slash demonstration, you know? So, right. But yeah, that's, that's a good point. Like watch and you'll, we'll get to that later, but he talks about studying the people that have done well. That's a good tip out of that. Zach, just watch the ones you respond yeah, to. Exactly. You know? And related to that is other do his other kind of thing. He says to do is actually, Obviously, these are the obvious ones. Have a good app description, which is essential, which I don't know if most people read, maybe. But the I screenshots. Think it, I think if you make it sh- like short and succinct, like to the point, then then it, you, it might get read. But if you have like three paragraphs of an app, app description, some people just skip right over it. Right. And, that, and I think even with the screenshots, making sure you have good screenshots, like you guys said, that it's almost like a hierarchy down. Like maybe I'll glance at the screenshots and then I'll watch the video. Yeah. And then I'll read it, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes these are such impulse purchases, but you never know. You might be making a premium game that's four ninety nine or which is like it's insane. That's a premium game for mobile. Yeah, but. And a heads up with a um screenshot is that um this is not in the article but it's in the app store guide to re- releasing guide. If you're going to put a screenshot, try not to have um like logos from other companies like Facebook, you know that sometimes we have the button to log into Facebook. So oh, yeah. avoid to have that or Google Play or whatever because they're not going to approve your post if it has those logos. That's true. That's true. A great That's example of, of like using these these screenshots that show mechanics be like uh, cut the rope. Uh, that game in their screenshots they actually have like the swipe. Uh, cross across the rope and you see it kind of like bending like a finger yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah so like it really shows actually the mechanic but in a still shot so try to think yeah. about that 
Yeah. So that, that, so those are the two given. I mean, that, that's again, that works for if you're in Steam, if you're on any other platform, that having good videos and screenshots and trailers and actually description and copy for those games, essential. Those are marketing 101. The, the next one is something that I thought was very interesting. And I never even thought about this because this could not just in the app store, but this could affect your game and Steam or wherever else, mm-hmm. just in a Nash and just national sense, but in a larger sense is ha- is localization. Localization is something we don't think about a lot of the times. I mean, bigger companies do that because they'll pay. But even for bigger companies, it's a pain in the ass a lot of the times. But his point that on the App Store and probably other um, like other stores, you know, around the, this ecosystem is that they your chances of being featured are diminished incredibly if your game is not localized. Like he has a like you'll be limited into what feature list you can be. Like his that the um a dark room, which is the big popular game that sold seven hundred thousand dollars worth and probably more by now. He can only be in like one category for that or best new updates. He can't actually be featured with that game because it's not localized, which is crazy. That's but it makes sense, you know what I mean? That we we being in America, we can get really <laughs> you know, centric to like, yeah, it's fine, it's English. Yeah, whatever. But <laughs> having it being, I mean, Eduardo's already thinking about this. You have your game in three different languages, right? Yeah. So, and that's good if you have a couple of buttons with words or um, some messages. That's fine. But if you have um, a bunch of text, uh, you're probably not going to translate all that. So when they say localized, is um, that you can show your messages and in different languages or for example in my case in my Heyman game uh, it's a word game so you can change the language to Spanish and French um, so that type of thing that the keyboard changes with the um, language that you're using things right. like that but if you don't want to um, translate your game or anything like that one strategy that you can use is have icons for your buttons and that's true uh, thinking about how to make it kind of universal without language that's good that's a good point yeah exactly and um just for example make a a game that is just tapping and uh, you don't need any language if you want to show the tutorial just um draw a hand doing the gesture that the player is supposed to do so and you don't have to have any text in your game yeah and 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 I mean, I guess this, these types of games that he makes that Amir makes are actually, you know, behind the gun because they're all text based, you know, RPG adventures. So it's all text, like the whole narrative of the game and everything and the, the mechanic of the game is text. So it becomes hard. But one tip that might be neat, and I, I mean, we don't have a lot of experience with this. I mean, you're bilingual, Eduardo, so you, it's easy for you in some <laughs> ways. And with that, you, I think you have French in your game too, right? Yeah. So, so, but I mean, you have words, so it's easy to kind of look up just what that word is. With the narrative, it's hard because you don't know the context or, you know, the meaning or, but I've seen a lot of people, I think even the Firewatch guys, which is one of our game of the weeks that came out on Unity a few weeks, I mean, a couple months ago, they actually, you can outsource your uh, localization, you know, so if you have fans, you reach out to your community and they might, you might have people that volunteer like, hey, I'm from Germany, but I also speak English, you know, I love the game. I hope you guys... And you can pay them or whatever, you know, whatever you guys work out. But you might actually have people in your community and your network that could help you do that. And if you, don't, if you think that's an impossible feat, I mean, that might actually be possible. And totally worth it, too, because you never know what's going to kind of take off in some other country, you know. 
Or what you can do is use Google Translate. That's true. And, it's just yeah. hard because you just never know the context. So then that stuff sometimes doesn't translate as well, you know, yeah, like the colloquialisms and stuff. But yeah. But with a, with a list of words that you're going to use, then you can give that to someone that speaks that, that language and he can fix just it. Yeah, shake, that's true. yeah, fix it. So, yeah. Which is easier to translate everything. So help them to help you. Yeah, help me help you. Um, the next couple are pretty interesting because one is this is something you think about because as you finish your game, you're so excited. You want to put it out and because you've gone through this grueling process and you're, you got all the marketing stuff ready. It's like, I'm just ready to put it out. But with app features, they're taught there's an interesting point he raises is that it takes at least two to three weeks for Apple, you know, the guys that curated the iTunes store to actually get a feature ready and schedule it. So, and he recommends, we'll get to that a little bit later, some of the, the formalities. He's actually writing to them, petitioning your game to be featured and saying, hey, I want this to be featured. This is what it is. But for them to even accept it, it could take three or four weeks, right? So you can't just, don't just put your game out. You know, you need to have it ready and approved and saying, hey, I'm ready to do this. I'm on board. Like, and that's a hard thing. I know people can get impatient with that process. And, you know, as it, he's like, I just want to put this out and they might get frustrated, but... That is something to think about. And I guess at that point, you just have to make goals and say, well, if they don't get back to me, I'm going to just put it out in two weeks and that's going to be it. But that's something interesting. And they also talk about don't release during a holiday week. I know I've done this in the past with you guys know I have a certain holiday theme game that I still want to make. <laughs> and, I've, and I've always like that I have made in demo form. And I always want to put it out during that time. And that's like, but the problem during the holiday week is what happens to the app store, the iOS specifically, they actually shut, they lock it down like right before Christmas because those people go on vacation, I guess. And so you can't actually submit or put new content on there for like two weeks or whatever it is a week. But the problem now is that all the big publishers will flood that market with, you can buy every EA game for 99 cents, you know. So if you just have your little indie game out, it's just you're going to get buried during that week. So you're not going to get featured. You're not, nothing's going to happen. They're not there. It's not the best time, even though you think you might, the instinct is to cash in during the time when everybody's getting new iPads and, you know, iPhones and all that stuff. But right. what, one of the first things he actually says when he starts this, this list of things is that not all publishers are created equal. Yeah. Um, so like That's all the bigger, pub- always remember how small you are. Like, right. You know, <laughs> Square Unix and, and all these other big publishers are just going to, I mean, during that Christmas season or whichever holiday season it is, they'll just come in and crush you because they just throw their weight around with the, with their, uh, their publishing titles and all that stuff. So it's kind of like the little guy kind of gets lost in the mix there. Yeah. And it's just not worth it. There used to be a time for that. I mean, the talk recently, you know, about the indie apocalypse, you know, how we're getting entering the stage that there's so many indie games and nobody sees any of them. And it, there's always was a golden age for that stuff. There was an age where you could put your game on there and it's like, oh, great. But companies are wise to that now. You know, they're putting they're making millions in the app store now. too, So you can't compete with them. You have to look for pockets where they're not putting stuff out. Um, the next the next few well, are actually well, one second. Andrew. Um, one thing that they do uh, should do is. In a holiday season, uh, if your game is already released, try to make an update and change at least the logo or the theme. Oh, and that's something I see. Like they put like a Santa hat on their people. They have a a featured category for um, that type of update, like season games or something. I don't remember. 
But uh, that is the caveat they make because there are there are holiday featured games. So if your game is like strong, it's a strong game, and it's also like right targeted at the certain holiday, Valentine's Day, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it is. You're like, yeah, this will work, and they might have a category for that. So yeah, you're right. Or like you said, if you already have a game, put a Santa hat on your logo, and yeah, <laughs> that's what usually people do. They do that, and but those are the, all those big developers are making money do that. So that. It must, you know, convert to sales if they're doing it. Um, the other few, and the next couple are actually nice, just general best practices for just having games and just kind of staying the course. Uh, one is don't really push it as if, if it's your first app, which I don't think I don't see any kind of harm in trying, right? Uh huh. Yeah. I don't. This is one I don't agree with, but I think maybe just in general, this this one is an idea of just saying, hey, if I don't get it, I don't get it, but. I know every, you know, Eduardo, you and I have talked about this. In fact, we've talked about this. Like, mm-hmm. it's a numbers game. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So the more games you got, you know, whatever Rovio 43 games they had before Angry Birds came out. Like, it's just keep making good stuff and keep trying for these things and following these kind of pra- best practices. But it's you realize that the more games you have, the more quality games you have, the better chances you have. I mean, yeah. he, he does make the, the a caveat that if the game is really spectacular, then, it, it, you know, go ahead and do it. Yeah, unless you have um, a Monument Valley or But he, <laughs> does, yeah. he says, like, the, the people, the showcase, like, the, the I guess the Apple people really look for people who are experienced in, in making applications. So they look for a, a, a per, much bigger portfolio, I guess. Um, yeah, well, but again, I don't, I don't case, necessarily agree with that either. So. Yeah, in any case, I think they they have to do it anyways because if you don't get featured, at least you know what mistakes you made or uh, you know how to make the the newsletter better. So it's it's always good to know. If you fail, you learn one way that uh, doesn't work. Right. So. Absolutely. Um, the next the next couple are like just general. We don't have to talk about that much. One is like don't put a spinoff or clone like don't say it's cross a road but better that's what he, that's the example he gives <laughs> you know and so yeah it's like obviously we've talked about that before with prototypes and stuff like don't you know try to make something original that's that's how you're going to stand out um also the other general best practice is just to buy games and research like we've said before like buy the ones that are popular see what they're doing see all that stuff that's a general that's that's an obvious one i think one of the more interesting ones is and this is this is like for Apple, but this would work for Android or whatever platform, especially like VR now. You know, this is this is especially you know related relevant to that is that use the features specific to that platform. So if you really want to excel on the Apple platform, iOS platform, like they give in this article, use their new features like you know the 3D Touch they have now, which is a big thing. I've thought about making games with that or Game Center or Apple Watch or like you're making. An Android game too, so you're integrating Eduardo like the Google Play services. We'll get more to, on that next week, but stuff yeah. like that. You're saying, "Hey, I'm using all the features you guys are pushing out, and I'm using them in cool ways. Look what I'm doing." And that's, I mean, it, I mean, it, it seems obvious, but it's also something you might not think about sometimes. They want to promote their platform, so if you're using their platform, or even for that matter, Unity stuff, right? If we're, you're saying you have a Unity game, you want to get more feature done made with Unity using more of their services and using it in a way that you is successful and you can talk about it. They'll talk uh-huh. about you. They'll feature you. Yes. A good example of this is Grossy Road. So oh, yeah. when, when Apple, yeah, when Apple was releasing the uh, Apple TV uh, accepting games, Grossy Road was featured, was the game that they were playing right. on the keynote. And 
on um, Unity's blog. Uh, Unity ads, well, yeah. Unity ads, huh? yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Unity ads. They were uh, talking about Crossy Roll because um, they had a good implementation of the Unity ads. So there you go. They used two you know, platform-specific features, and they succeeded in both cases. But, no, they killed <laughs> yeah. it. Damn. <laughs> um, the last one of the ones he talked about is as far as a do and a don't. One of the new features in the app stores, they have the best new update. Is that what it's called? It's like um, it's called best new game updates. That's what it is. So it's like if you had a game for yes. a year, but you really updated well. They that's the thing you don't realize as many, as much stuff as they get in. And I have other podcasts that we've submitted to iTunes. There are people in every division of <laughs> of Apple that are checking the content that gets submitted. They really do. Which is incredible, and then they do that on the Android side, maybe too. I guess I don't know. But yeah, they have the top picture. So, too. Actually, yes. in in Android, they have a, a an indie games section. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I mean, they really do. So I mean, they will curate stuff and find. And that's what this features thing is all about. They will find stuff. So now, even with the updates, so if you have a game that's out, but you really significantly update it and say, hey. You know, we've listened to feedback. We've got, and a part of this is writing really good release notes too for that update too. But like saying, hey, we've done all this stuff. We've added all these characters. We've changed this. We've fixed this, blah, blah. Whatever it is, if you really are talking about your change to the game, they'll still update. They'll feature you in that new featured update, you know, even if your game's two or three years old. But so he, this is the best practice. You had a little bit of an issue with Dentio Dorado where it says, he says, release an update every six weeks. As a as a formula to say, hey, keep stoking that fire. This is something new, but obviously, like you pointed out, that that's not you know possible all the time, right? Like it's not like depending on your game, I would think that you can't actually sustain that. Yeah, of course not. I mean, he says, and also the update cannot be trivial, so it has to be a a, a lot of changes. Man, maybe I spent half of a year doing making a game. I released it in six weeks. I'm going to make a, a good update. Uh. Yeah, and that, that's like I said. Like obviously, it's per title. You don't know. I mean, I mean, there's only so much you can do with certain games. Is there, like I don't know. That, that's this this kind of advice is actually saying if you want to get updated, you need to do this. So yeah. But you're not going to get featured on every one of your updates. Some of your updates might just be minor bug fixes. But it's a good point. He's just saying if you want to maybe – it's that's a hard line to say. You might want to hold some updates and put them in a big package and put it out to try to get featured. But you don't want to actually keep that away from your users. You know, you don't want to keep them in a broken game too. So I don't know. That's the one that's a little <laughs> – it's, it's really dependent on what you're doing. Yeah, I would say that um – you should definitely try. I mean, this guy has been uh, featured on the App Store, so it's a good indicator that you should listen to him. So definitely try to have an update in six weeks. If you can't, that's okay. Don't, don't <laughs> frustrate, but at least you tried. Right, right. So in in general, the, the like I said, the article works in three parts. It has some general do's and don'ts about getting featured. It has a section of just kind of a, a, a linear step-by-step version of that of what to do to get featured. And then he has some general game development best practices that we can get to hopefully real quick. So in basic, the, the steps to follow are <laughs> – I like his number one step is 
consider everything I've said until now. To consider all the do's and don'ts. Like, listen to what I said, blah, blah, blah. Um, it also talks about when you're going after a feature, don't just say, I want you to feature me somewhere. Like, target an area. Target, if you're in the Android store, if you're on things, you want to get featured in the indie game thing, or if you want to get featured in the RPG thing, target that. See what other people are doing. Find out what, you know, they're, the, you know, emulate what they're doing is in their marketing and say, okay, I can do that. And then the bigger thing is too, is like, I didn't even think about this before because I just kind of thought you put stuff up and it gets featured, but he talks about actually put, uh, like putting together an email for the Apple, the iTunes team. Like, like a pitch email, right? Yeah. So it's like where it says, this is the pitch. This is like a kind of a release. I'm targeting it in three or four weeks. It's already approved. Look at it right now, you know, and then he lists out the features and it's a general kind of press release, but very specific on to- like technical details and stuff. And, and I mean, it's kind of a long email, but I've never even thought about that. Have you guys thought about that? Like sending yeah, it? Me neither. It's, it's, a, it's a good idea. And he even um, puts the email that you have to uh, use to contact Apple. So that's something that I'm definitely going yeah, to Yeah, app use. store promotion at Apple.com. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. do have to like kind of craft something like this in order to get you even get into the app store. Um, but it, I don't think it's quite as detailed. Well, as no, this, in the you, app store, you don't need. Well, this is that's my point I'm making. Like, we don't think about this with these app stores that are totally open. You pay your hundred bucks, you put it up, it gets approved, and you're done. Well, that's the thing. You actually have to submit something describing, like, not just your description, but you have to actually email them in order to get it approved for the app store. At least we did. With, well, uh, with that's Word, enterprise so. stuff too. Sometimes, but like. Most of the time, yeah, usually you can just get it in there, get it featured, and get it, like, if there's problems with it, you can talk back and forth with them. But if there's nothing wrong with it and they think it's fine, they'll just put it up. So, Well, I like, mean, that that also brings us to the to the next point, right, which is, is do a follow-up email. Right. And so, but what I was saying is that with Steam or some other platforms where you need permission to get on or a screen light, but other times if you have a contact with Steam, that's already taken care of. But this is something that people don't think about, the relationships, you know. You mm-hmm. think you're just submitting it to Apple corporate and, no, there's actually a person there that's going to look at your game and review it and say, this is not great. This I think this could be cool. Let's feature this, you know, because they're trying to look for ways to promote their platform again. So to help them... Now, does, you know, does they Android can help do a you. similar thing? Do they have somebody look at every app before they have it goes curated on? lists? So they must do something, right? Know. Yeah, huh? I guess they work um, similarly, but I don't know. And this part is really interesting because the guy says that uh, you get assigned like a Apple contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, well, you're in gravy at that point because once you have somebody you can talk to and just say, "Hey, cool, we have this game coming out. It's like this one." That's the point. It's like, I think the point he's making is send those emails, send that stuff with the idea of like, this is a corporation, but you're trying to get in contact with one person there, right? And if you can have a contact that likes your stuff and it can be an advocate for you, because what they have is they have meetings, you know, just like any corporation has meetings and they sit around like, what should be featured this month, this week? And they probably argue about it. So, hey, I have this game. I think it's really cool. We should look at it, you know? Right. And, and the end of the day, that's people. This isn't some machine or algorithm exactly. deciding this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you, you think of it as some kind of like faceless corporation, which I mean, some might argue that it is, but you're still, there's still another person on the end of the line looking at your stuff, you know? Right. And so like he's saying, like, send that email, like you said, send the follow-up email, like close to like when it's nearing your release date, if you haven't heard from them. <laughs> and I like his number five here. It says, Wait until the Thursday you're supposed to get featured on because I guess they start featuring on Thursday. He says, reflecting on why you didn't get featured, 
see which apps did get featured, try to understand why, try not to cry, go in a corner and cry. (laughs) (laughs) And then... And then he talks about, like, I like this idea that he said, okay, now start. If you didn't get featured and you're really committed to this game and you love this idea and maybe it's a longer-term idea, right? Say, commit to that six-week schedule. Start updating it. Rinse and repeat. Do the same emails with that with those updates. He's saying, like, you can send the same emails with the updates and you can actually get featured, you know. Because it's, it's always there. There's games that are featured now if you go, the best, you know, starter apps. And there are games that are four years old, five years old in there right now. So the no, game's not over. If we're like, if it doesn't get featured on the release, it's not over for you yet. You know, is he saying send that same email, or is he saying reword it with the new features? I would reword it. I, I yeah. think he's saying like, re, like you know, like reposition it. Saying, all right, I released this, and now I fixed some stuff, and I think it's you know, I that's think it up to be you. I mean, we yeah, can't. Like that. Everybody's got to be their own charming self, you know. But like, it's yeah, you wouldn't just send the same one. You would say, hey, this is the stuff that I've changed, and this is why. I hope you guys look at it again. Hopefully, blah blah blah. You know. Yeah, so. Go ahead. I, I think that um, one big opportunity that everybody has is the um, game, best game updates, because it's always there. Maybe you didn't make it in the in the release, but you can always make it in an update. Well, and that's the thing, too, that I like now moving into some of his general best practices just for making games in general and this like the aftermath of this. He's saying that. If you've if you got a response and they said, Hey, we're not gonna feature it, or you got into a tiny category, don't go, Woohoo! Yeah, I mean, yeah, celebrate, <laughs> have fun. But that's like the like the Shawshank Redemption things, like, you know, he see he sends a letter a day to the library. I don't know. Have you guys seen that movie? You guys are so young. No. Oh my god. That's like one of the best movies ever. Shawshank Redemption. Zach. Yes, I've seen it. You know, he sends like a letter, a letter a day to the governor and to get library books. And when he finally gets library books after he sent a hundred letters, he's like, "What are you going to do now?" He's like, "Now I'm going to send two letters a day." <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that's the idea. It's like once you get a, a minor feature, don't give up. Like there's still the big feature there, so keep sending. You know, keep trying because you might actually get to be bumped up to that, or keep trying to work on those relationships. And also, if you do get an Apple contact, don't ruin that relationship by spamming them maybe that's the other that's the other end of that spectrum i guess yeah uh just some quick things like he also talked about how you know ios has app bundles so if you have a few games out you can bundle them together for a cheaper price which is super cool but he says if you get featured disable that immediately because apparently if they buy a bundle it doesn't count as an individual purchase so if you get featured what you're trying to do for them is show that you can put up the sales numbers to sustain that feature and stay in there, right? So the better you do while you're featured, the more, the longer they'll stay there, the longer you'll be in a permanent feature, right? Mm. But he said if you still have your bundle active, if people buy your bundle, that's great. Maybe more money for you, but the actual analytics don't count towards that feature number. So that's a that's a good tip. <laughs> that's a deep, you know, it's a yeah, deep because cut you want tip. to optimize the game that was featured right, right, from right. the bundle. I don't know. I think I think his next next uh, tip is probably the most important I've seen in here, which the is cross promote cross promote your game. Yeah, yeah. It's it, like so getting your name mentioned or, or, or putting in an ad in somebody else's game who's already successful. It's probably one of the best ways to get downloads for your game. Yeah, and and that's what some of the people have done that, and they. I mean, I guess they've actually worked out some kind of ring of people do that with other people's games and stuff, and. But yeah, that's the biggest thing. People, 
Because the App Store doesn't really supply a great way to show you that. You know, you can click on, you know, Eduardo's Fusion Game Studios, but you don't get... It's really hard to see that, you know. It's not like you see all the games they made. That It doesn't really promote that. But with, you know, cross-promotion in your game, while they're playing your game, they can say, oh, cool, they've made these other games. Cool, make sure you're kind of promoting that stuff. Yeah, and that, that's getting uh, more popular um, every day. Uh, now I've seen, um, what is it, King is doing it with Candy Crush. So they show like a little uh, cartoon on their right hand that says, oh, no, uh, other games. And um, the Robbie guys are doing it with uh, Angry Birds too. So you can definitely do it and actually... Uh, this guy says that Apple recommends to do so. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of the point. So, and then some other ones we can go quickly over. He has asked for reviews. That's something we do that on the podcast too. Just make sure you're getting out there and not, it's not, you need to sell yourself. That's a big thing. Um, and so in general, th- those are the topics for getting Featured. Those are the kind of the advice he gives. And just in short, I think it's cool to end this this discussion, this podcast, with talking about some of the how he talks about as an indie developer. This is kind of a side note, but how to sustain, make sustainable income, right? Actually, to make that last as a person. And in some of these, we've already mentioned, like buy all the games, research those. But he also talks about you know making making a game for that platform, whether it be make it making one that can be played in short sessions, you know, it's a mobile thing, or making them specifically for mobile using you know the actual portrait mode or whatever you're doing. This is all stuff we talked about before. He has a point here about making ones that you can finish coding in a short period of time, which is yeah, so like focus on your your scope. That's good. Yeah, like the prototyping kind of thing, right? Like make stuff that you can. Because, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, like Flappy Bird, guys, come on. <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, we can get carried away with game ideas. I'm like, well, let's, we've, we've guys, as we're kind of going into making and developing games this year on an indie side too, not just in our jobs every day. We've talked about that too, like how in sense, it's like, it's for a mobile sense in these smaller games, it's more important to ship sometimes and get ideas out and smaller complete ideas out than trying to make it this is the best mmo rpg moba mobile experience ever like ah, just learn you gotta learn right yeah um i kind of disagree in a way with um, this part because i prefer to have to make a game that has a little bit more quality than the average but so even though it takes more time but that's a good point. Don't don't waste like one year or two years in a uh, a small mobile game. Right. So just it- just find the the sweet spot where you're not spending too much time and the quality is um, good enough for you and just release the game. Yeah, I think I think the point of it is is more don't try to throw every single feature into one game. So don't oh, okay. don't throw like uh, multiplayer and don't throw all these other things like uh, you know all these different features that might not add to your game, but you just have them so you can say you have them. Uh, but like really focus like so if if you're like uh, like a I'm trying to think of an example. So if you're like Flappy Bird, don't add like crazy 
Uh, I mean, I guess you could add characters. I, it's it's hard to think of an example <laughs> because not very many successful games have way too many features. You see what I'm saying? Well, one of the things that you can do if you're starting in the and you don't have too many games out or um, any game released yet, um, what you can do is focusing one feature at a time and release the game. Exactly. The next game has another feature and the previous one. And with, I don't know, five um, iterations, you have a game that has a, a lot of features, maybe um, game-centered e- integration, and it has multiplayers, and I don't know, things like that. And okay, perfect example of that, which, I mean, probably everybody knows is Minecraft. So Minecraft came out when it first came out. It had only a certain number of features. And then after that, each iteration, each each release uh, came back with, okay, this has more, uh, what is that? It has more um, features. So it would have, okay, now you can use dynamite. Now you can use this. Now you can use that. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So the next point that he makes is build games for mobile. And that's a really good idea because remember that everybody has a cell phone now, a smartphone, and the the games are going to be available all the time. So you prefer is is better to have something that you can play. They can play like really quick and put it out if you have to, um, which is going to be probably immobile than. Uh, having a big game that they have to sit down and just enjoy this is if you're starting so yeah. if you already have um, many games like that and you want to focus in a more premium game go ahead by all means but if you're starting at least in my opinion it's better to ship more games uh, that people can play really quick and identify your brand and you can cross promote and get uh, more revenue than spending a lot of time in a premium game that uh, they cannot play all the time. So yeah, speaking from personal experience, it'd be best if uh, if you're if you're planning on releasing it for mobile, is to I guess really focus on on making it a mobile game and not saying uh, porting over this super big uh, asset heavy game from say if you were using uh, a PC that was your previous. Um, a platform and then taking that and trying to porting it over to mobile i'd take it and back to the whiteboard and redesign it to work with mobile and try to really get it get those features to uh use the mobile assets that you have because uh i mean I've, I've worked on a project recently that was originally designed for pc and we tried to port it over to to mobile and i mean the assets were just way too heavy and some of the mechanics didn't map over to mobile controls so all right, so one of the other things that I actually found was of all these do's and don'ts and of all these best practices, one of the things I, I thought was the most helpful and something I've never even thought of before was the idea of reporting inflammatory reviews on your game. And I, this is because, like, <laughs> this is a weird thing. And we know this with putting this podcast out, with putting games out in the world. You can't, you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position sometimes where you really – your self-esteem might rely on what people say about you, you know. And but also in the sense that you're selling a game, your sales rely on that. And I've always thought that yeah, you have good reviews, and you have Eduardo. You and I have talked about this, where you have constructive reviews that are negative, which are yeah. very helpful. 
So we've talked about that before. And, and a lot of times we've talked with people on Facebook, or whoever, once you start a dialogue with those people, you really learn a lot about what you should be doing or changing. And that's a, that's a very kind of, that's a learning moment, if you will. But we also know that, you know, the, the internet being what it is and, you know, the cesspool of YouTube reviews out there and these things that are, you're going to get people to just post just bullshit. <laughs> you know, on your game, yeah, or just like just the most even offensive stuff, but not even offensive. You would you would think to report offensive stuff, they just might say this game's shit. Like, yeah, they don't say why. Yeah, and and before I never just thought about it. It's like oh, I hope nobody says that or about our podcast or about anything. And he says report that shit because he's saying if it's not constructive or it's not a valid point, saying hey. You know, I didn't like this game because I don't feel like I had enough content. That's a valid negative review. But if it's just being just kind of and whatever it is doing, but it's not actually giving you points or why they're saying it, you can report it and get it taken down, which is awesome. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what? You can do that? I didn't know that was actually <laughs> possible to do that. Because yeah, he makes the point that saying that, you know, Apple or whoever these platform holders, they don't want to have negative reviews on any of these games either. They don't get they don't gain anything by having nasty negative reviews and they want to sell all the games <laughs> they would like all the games to have positive reviews and they would just sell everything and i'm not mm-hmm. saying you cheat the system but you know how this being the internet of extremes where you have people give you five stars and people give you one star and they don't say anything it's saying those things that's not a valid criticism i mean and and this this idea we can actually you can actually report those and why the way he actually kind of words it it sounds like he's been very aggressive with trying to report stuff you know because he gives examples of what can get taken down and won't get taken down and the ones that he's he's like yeah the game i didn't like it he's like that won't get taken down i was like you've tried to take that down haven't you it seems like he's tried to take every negative review down (laughs) but that's i like his moxie i think that's an interesting point so don't be afraid to if, 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 an, if a negative review is not saying why, you actually have the power, apparently, to report that. And they'll they'll deal with it, which is cool. Yeah. That's the one thing that – that's the one point of all this that made me want to talk about this on the show. What? The, like the, this, this idea, this empowerment that you have the ability to take down trolls. It's like, no, that's cool. That's what we need to tell people about this. This needs to be spread. Yeah, yeah that, that reminds me um, something that I told you the well, we talked about this the other day and is that this is out of topic guys um, here we in, go in, yeah, in <laughs> Facebook in Facebook do, you can do um, instead of reporting it hide the comment if you want to and other people are not going to see it however the person that uh, commented is going to see it so he doesn't know that you um, hide the, the comment and you don't you don't get affected right yeah and this is the thing too is we're not saying that you're trying to do some kind of propaganda campaign or other stuff and i'm i'm all for and you can like talk to the people that are giving reviews and we've done that with people that had different problems with our podcast or whatever that's the nature of the thing you get it you're putting yourself out in the world you're gonna get shit to a certain extent statistically (laughs) no i mean you are you know statistically thankfully we've just had people we haven't had complete trolls we've had people that have said stuff then we said what do you mean and then we've talked to them they're like yeah i get what you're saying you know and we come constructive review yeah that's um critics yeah and that's the whole point it's like i have no problem i get it nobody's not everybody's gonna like what you're doing but i would love to hear why you didn't like it you know why it didn't affect you i mean that's that's fascinating to me so 
that's what we want. You want you want constructive ones, and so but but just keep in mind that if people aren't being constructive like that, you can you have you can take action against that. And the rest of these are really great. They're like, I mean, you know, they're talking about in-app purchases and like using ads in the right way, like the video stuff, which is the big thing now. We're going to do an episode about that, I think, some point soon. But all that stuff is, these are great. You should read the article. We're going to put the links there. He follows it up with a couple that I want to end on where he says, have an identity. And Eduardo, you've talked about this a lot with your Fusion Game Studios and stuff. Like when you're really coming up with that, you're like, I want to make these types of games. Yeah. That's important, you know. Right, because it's, the thing is that you want people to uh, identify you for your brand, so you can make um, simplistic games, and like there's this uh, company called um, Ketchup. I don't know if they're uh, a publisher or something, but in every game they uh, release, there's another name um, in the splash screen. I guess. That other name is the developer and they're the publisher. I don't know. But all their games have the same layout. They have um, Google Play integrated. So they have the leaderboard, achievements, uh, multiplayer. But all the games are simplistic, like minimalistic. You can tap and everything that they use is uh, super simple. They don't have sophisticated graphics or any game that they have look like um, Candy Crush, for example. And uh, I, I like some simplistic games, minimalistic games, but not for all my games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's just... I like to have cool graphics. Yeah, and, but it's about like, isn't it? Yeah, it's not... It's whatever you define that as yourself, and you don't even have to stay in that box, but it's just about as saying that these games and we talk about this it goes into the bigger topic too about building communities and stuff it's that he makes the point that saying hey this isn't just a random game and random games like hey this amir built this game i want to i want to get his next game he built this other game and that's why because even with the app store and those relationships you build but you're you're also building those same relationships with your players so mm-hmm. you're not just putting a game out at a time and they're just these you know can contain isolated Entities, they're things that are connected to your other games. It's a family, and you're building a family of fans of those games. So, the more you do that, and the more you say, "These are the types of things we build," and maybe, maybe our idea is that we build different types of things or experimental. I don't know. You don't have to necessarily define it, but just make sure you're trying to build a community around that, you know, and be who you are. And the last yeah, one, we'll guys, say. you know, we want to build. He says, "Do it for love." We've always said that before too. Make sure you know we're doing all this stuff. We can, you get paid more as a programmer doing other some other kind of work instead of game <laughs> programming. But again, you know, do it. Make sure you're doing it for the right reasons because that's the what's going to kind of make really you drive you. Yeah, and it's what's going to make you do your best work, which is going to make you inspire more people and actually engage people into a game that you actually wanted to do and not something you're just trying to make money off of. I'm sure there's cases yeah. people make money off of, and there's companies making money off of whatever card collecting games and things that <laughs> but you're not doing it for that because like he said in this like whatever you put out you're going to need to update and kind of that's one of your kids from now on right so if you hate the games you're making you're going to be stuck with them for a while if you want to make you know oh yeah wow that was a really weird analogy now what is there they're your babies <laughs> cool my babies <laughs> <laughs> all right that was good so we'll post a link to this article it's it's it has way more stuff we talked about so it's a it's a it's a very enlightening look at 
some one person's experience, you know, putting out a game that was popular and then trying to do and figure out techniques on his own to actually push his own games. So it's very interesting. And again, in the article, he puts actual statistics of sales and which is I know everybody loves. They're kind of inspiring and <laughs> disheartening at the same time. <laughs> So, what do you mean Apple gets 30%? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah, Zach looked at that. I was like, Zach, he still made hundreds of thousands. What are you talking about? But it's not billions, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, if you want to join in our discussion every day, you can join our private Facebook group, the Debug Lounge. That's where we talk about, you know, these types of topics. We post these types of articles all the time. We talk about questions. You know, we post videos. We post some just nerdy shit, Star Wars stuff that Ryan will post or I'll post every now and then. Um, to do that, you can either search for it on the Facebook, you know, the Facebook, that's what I'm going to call it now, um, for the Debug Lounge. Or you can go to our website, thedebuglog.com, and you can join our newsletter, our monthly newsletter, The Loop. And once you sign up for that, Eduardo will put you into the Facebook group. He's our bouncer. Yeah, you he's right? the bouncer. He's sitting with his <laughs> arms crossed at the door. No, no, no. <laughs> um, he's like, he no, actually, he's like, no, please though. come in. Please come in. <laughs> the door is open. We will give you money. <laughs> um, you can also send, yeah, if you want to just send us a private message, you can send a, us an email to thedebuglog at gmail.com. Personally, I'm on Twitter at, at Andrew underscore Curry. That's C-U-R-R-I-E. And um, Eduardo CF nineteen eighty nine. That's it. So, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Before we finish, before we finish, okay. are you going to say the the new project? Come on. Oh, so on this Saturday, um, that's why um, you can you have to join the lounge. We're going to start a new series, a new show um, that is going to be. It's not going to be as long as this one. It's probably going to be between fifteen to 30 minutes and it's going to be interviews with um, you guys indie game developers um, AAA developers if you want to uh, but you can tell your story so and um, the first yeah, the first people that we're going to get are going to be the our developers our inner group in the lounge so just join the group yeah, that's, those are the perks. You get the first seat of that. Like we said, it's a short-form interview format we're going to put on YouTube, and we'll probably put it on as a separate podcast feed. But we thought, you know, short-form 15 to 30-minute interviews from every like developers like us, like we'd love to be on that show too and talk about the games we're making and all that stuff. So we think it'd be fun to talk to everybody involved, everybody coming to the lounge. So that's what we're going to do. Everybody seemed excited about it, so... We're going to do, start doing some beta tests hopefully this week. Maybe they'll probably turn into the first few episodes. So we'll give you more info on that. Be sure to join the Facebook group. That's where you're going to learn the news of that, especially since it's not publicly released yet. This is the secret info you guys are getting right now. But <laughs> if you want to sign up for one of the first interview slots, do that there. And we'll within the next four days, we'll contact you. So, yeah, definitely check it out. We're excited about that. Yeah, I think I think it's a really good opportunity for uh, people to spread the the word if they are going to release a game or if they're um, about to release a game to create some buzz. So just give it a try. Definitely, very cool. All right, guys, that was fun. We're yeah. done. Any last oh, words, Zach? Uh, any pearls of wisdom? Um, don't run with scissors. There you go. All right. <laughs> well, until next time, my name's Andrew. 
My name is Zach. And I'm Eduardo. We'll see you later. See you guys. See ya. sucks because i just wanted to rant about one of the other ones and i talked for like five minutes so really we, yes because i was like because i because i kept going and nobody was saying anything so i just kept going and i was like fuck guys come on I was like and i just <laughs> i remember you warned us that that you 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 kind of get kicked out of uh of um well, sometimes it does that hang on Should we stop our recordings?